Tonight I want to teach on, on before we pray, and then if we, I, I feel that I need to teach again on this because, and for the benefit of those who haven't had us or heard this teaching uh, concerning a dimension of the Christian life that is often a puzzle to us and mystifies us as a pastor. Yes, uh, I have to come back every now and then and teach on this because we need it. And it's a very powerful part of the revelatory uh, dimension of the Christian life. Um, and that is in, on the subject of dreams and dreaming. Dreams and dreaming. Dreams and dreaming. Say that with me. Dreams. Are you interested? Would you like for, for us to discuss that tonight? Yes. Because um, I just sense in my spirit that many of us do need uh, that kind of training. You know, and um, Genesis 41 I'm going to be rushing. Uh, Pharaoh dreamt some dreams from verse 1. Let's pick it up. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. And behold, he stood by the river. This is in the dream now. He's standing by the river. River Nile in the dream. Behold, there came up out of the river seven well-fed. Bring this down, please. Bring it down. Bring, bring it down. Thanks. Bring the master down, the master. And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kine and fat, fat-fleshed, and fat-fleshed, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kine came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kine upon the brink of the river, and the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. Wow. What is the... It's a mystery. If you dreamt that you saw seven cows eat up another cow. What does that mean? <laughs> huh? You get scared. Yeah. Well, Pharaoh did get worried. But um, the first thing you need to, and I've taught on this before, there are a lot of teachings I've done on dreams, but uh, let, let's go over some of the headlines again. We haven't done it in a quarter, for some years now. God speaks to you in dreams based on your personality, your personality. God speaks in dreams based on your personality, based on your occupation, and based on your spiritual level. Is that okay if we discuss this tonight? Yes. Huh? Huh? God spoke to Pharaoh because Pharaoh was the king. He was the head of state, he was the president. And he spoke to him based on his level. God will not talk to you about the issues concerning the White House when you are just an ordinary person in Atlanta, Georgia. And so God spoke to him based on his level and his position. He dreamt. Now, as the king, as the president, he had this dream. This dream. And then, verse 5, And he slept and dreamed the second dream. And behold, seven ears of corn came upon the one stalk, rank and good, 
and behold, seventeen years, and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them, and the seventeen years devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream, another dream, probably one night, obviously one night. He's trying to make sense. What does this mean? A cow, seven cows, another cow, seven other cows, seven cows, and then corn. It's a puzzle. So write this down. A dream is a puzzle from God. It's supposed to be a puzzle. A dream is supposed to be a puzzle. It's not meant to be easily understood because a picture is worth a thousand words. So dreams are a series of pictures that contain the mysteries meant to be communicated to you. You're not supposed to understand it of, of just like that. They are a series of pictures and sounds, often, and images designed, so to say, and targeted toward you so you can get it and understand it and relate to it. But it, so write this down again. A dream is supposed to get your attention. A dream is supposed to get your attention. In Job 33, it talks about how a dream is one of the last resorts that God uses to speak to us. That is not the first option. A dream is often one of the other options God uses after he starts to speak, but we don't get it. We're not listening. We're too busy. We don't understand. Or we, we, most of the time, we're not listening. Or we've listened, but didn't take it serious. And it's important for us to realize, according to Acts 2.17, Acts 2.17, that dreams are a part of the end time manifestation. As Jesus is coming, draws nearer, dreams are going to increase. Dreams are going to increase. Dreams and dreaming are going to increase. How many of you dream these days and you wake up and you're like, what on earth is going on? That's a it's going to increase because it's go to Acts 2 17. And the, the, if you can learn, if you're equipped in the ministry of dreams, it will help you a lot. If you can learn it, and the way to learn about dreams is to dream. <laughs> That's how to learn it. Is to dream. The way to learn about dreams is to dream dreams and to pray about those dreams. Most of us, we dream, uh, the phone wakes us up or something wakes us up. We jump up and, oh, it's time to run. No. You should learn to take your dreams seriously. Emphasize dreams. Then dreams will emphasize you. Emphasize dreams. Then dreams will emphasize you. Befriend dreams. Dreams will befriend you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy 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 you. 
Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams will enjoy you. Enjoy dreams and dreams. That is the problem. Many of you say, oh, and, he, and then you, they call it something. Something says, go left. And something said to me, call your brother. And something, that something is the Holy Ghost. He says, someone. But we're not trained. And then the person calls, I was just about to call. I was just thinking of you. Or, oh, oh my gosh, I was just talking about you. And then you called. Yeah. So we are not trained in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. I mean, six months will not even be enough to just teach on at every service on hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and understanding him. The more you yield to the Holy Spirit, the less dreams you have. Yes, sir. The more you yield to the speaking, to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the less dreams you have. Dreams are not the first option with God. No, the Holy Spirit tries to speak through um, all kinds of ways. We don't want to go there. Through your thoughts, your imagination, through pictures, through droppings in your spirit man, through urges, through leanings, through nudges, through thoughts, through sounds, through circumstances. God doesn't, God does not have to wait till we go to sleep before he speaks. So if you have a lot of dreams every night, it means that God has been speaking a lot to you during the day. If you... Uh, so God is first uh, I dream pastor I dream 30 dreams a night yeah you miss 30 messages during the day so it's not that he's angry but he's, he's well okay well while they're sleeping let me open their understanding and still so God in his love and mercy is determined to still communicate with us and out of his mercy he now waits for when we go to sleep. Have you ever tried to go to sleep or you just dozed off and five seconds? Uh-huh. Huh? If your antenna was alert, you didn't need to doze off to see the same picture that you saw when you dozed off. There are people who are developed to see those pictures with their eyes open. They're looking at you. That is when you go into visions. Those visions that people see are fast-forwarded dreams. There are people gifted who are trained in it. So dreams are rewound visions that we didn't get. He gave it to you at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You didn't get it, so he waits till 4 p.m., 4 a.m. when you're sleeping, and he repeats what he spoke to you and brings it back because you didn't get it. Still, we don't get it. Or we get it and disregard it. Does this make sense? Am I helping you? So you must uh, take your dreams seriously. Have a notebook a journal, learn to journal your dreams, even if it doesn't make sense. 
learn to wait and write it down. Those are the things that show the Holy Spirit that you're interested, that you want to know more, that, okay, I'm available, you've got my attention. Even if it doesn't make sense, just keep writing. Before you go halfway, a light will go off in your head. Has anybody experienced that? Because he now has gotten your attention. Same thing. I wake up, I get a song, I put it on the phone or put it somewhere. I keep getting these songs. I've been getting songs since 90-something. I'm not a musician. I don't play piano. I don't know KF or KY key. I don't know anything. But I get these songs. Nobody said, Pastor, we can make money from there. I say, yes, let's go ahead and make some money. These are from heaven, not I don't sing. I'm not a musician. I get them. I record them. I keep them. But the words of the song give me an instruction. So write this down. Dreams contain instructions that can help you go to the next level. Dreams are letters written from God that contain instructions for those who are keen and willing to listen. If you don't, if you disregard it, oh well. Then he will, God is so amazing, he won't give up. He will now go and put a word in the mouth of your pastor while he's preaching. He will speak to, like tonight. I have my prayer points. It's a prayer meeting. But because he's been trying to teach somebody, he now moved me to go another direction to teach you what he's been trying to teach you himself. So he, dreams are love letters from God. He loves us, so he communicates with us. We don't listen in dreams. He gives us visions. We don't listen. He gives us thoughts. We don't listen. He gives us imaginations. We don't listen. He gives us sounds. We don't listen. He gives us symbols. We don't listen. He can use a bird to speak to you. He can use the clouds. He can use the air. He can use a child. He can use a friend. He can use a circumstance. He can use an event. He can use a situation. He can use a neighbor. He can use a somebody. He can use anything. And we still don't get it. Then he says, oh. now we go to sleep. He comes to sleep, opens up our spirit, puts it, gives us a series of pictures with sounds and coded messages. And we wake up and say, oh, well, then this pizza last night was too much. He now turns around and moves a man of God as he's preaching or teaching or ministering to go in a certain way. Or somebody calls you and said, and this, all of that to still communicate with you. When all of that fails to happen, you know what happens? He now makes you sick. Go to Job 33. Just to get your attention. Especially if he's trying to prevent something from happening to you. Protect you. You speak and speak and speak. God is so amazing. The Holy Spirit is really the Holy Spirit. Job 33 in verse 4, it says, The Spirit of God hath made me. The Spirit of God hath made me. The Spirit of God hath made me. Verse 14, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. See that? He speaks, we don't get it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealed left their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide the pride from man. See the purpose. To look at that. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide the pride from man to deliver you. Verse 18. He keepeth back his soul from the pit. And his life from perishing by the sword. That doesn't work. He goes to the next level. He is chastened also with pain upon his bed. 
and the multitude of his bones with strong pain, so that his life abhorred meat, can't eat, no appetite, and his soul, dainty meat, don't want to eat, sick. His flesh is consumed away. He begins to dry up because there's no appetite, can't eat, that he cannot be seen, and his bones that were not seen stick out. Yea, his soul drieth near unto the grave, and his life to the destroyers. Bad dreams now. If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, that he is gracious unto him, and saith, Deliver him from going down to the pit, and found a ransom. And look at what happens. Because somebody was able to explain to him what he didn't get from God. He's trying to get his attention. He doesn't get it. Now he gets a breakthrough. Somebody explains it. Look at him. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. Verse 26, he shall pray unto God and he will be favorable unto him. And he shall see his face with joy for he will render unto man his righteousness. Verse 26 is where he was trying to get go to. But we don't get it. So he takes your appetite. Still trying to get your attention to prevent you. 9-11 occurred. Some people, he did all this. They still went and died there. Because nobody taught them or instructed them about the language of dreams and the ministry of dreams and that it's your right to dream and it's your right to, be, to have the interpretation because it's a message from God who made you and who cares about you and is trying to speak to you. For God is a spirit. For God is a spirit. You can't relate to God socially. You can't relate to God financially. You can't relate to God emotionally. You can't relate to God sexually. You can't relate to God friendlyly. You relate to God spiritually because he's a spirit. You can't relate to God the way you relate to your friend. So you go into the spirit and use the language of the spirit. You can't go to China and be eating with the hand. Fingers. You use sticks. If you don't know how to use it, you have to learn it. You can't go to America now and bring out sticks at a McDonald's. <laughs> no. But you can't go to Africa now. They give you fufu, you bring out sticks. Hmm. So you relate accordingly. Am I making sense? That is where we miss it. So now you're, I, I don't know, I dreamed this dream. I can't remember. It's right there. It's a, an, it's a message. Uh, now, now some people say, but I, I remember it, but it's very confusing. It's all jumbled up. Pastor, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because you dreamt so many dreams in a night or in an hour or for some time, different dreams, like different videotapes, listen to this to help you, that played back to back. But in your mind, it looks like one, have you ever watched a, they do a program where they're showing hit songs? You know, songs, hit songs. They show these, after that, they show these, after that, they show another, after that, they show another, right? It looks as if it's one tape, but it's actually different singers. They show C.C. Winans, they show uh, Donnie McClucking, they show Avin Slaughter, they show uh, Martha Munizzi, but you know that it's not one musician that sang, because you can see different persons, right? But it looks like one tape, as if they just put all of them together and it's just playing before you. No, somebody compiled them and put them back to back, 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 and pressed a button, and they began to go up. But before you, now, if you taped what you were watching, it would be on one tape. Are you thinking? But it's actually a product of probably 20 different tapes put together on one tape. So when you tape it, you've taken 20 different musicians, uh, 20 different videos, shot in different places all over the world, and you put it on one tape. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Same thing. So you can dream and see yourself in Jerusalem, and then you see yourself in Lesotho, and then you see yourself in Atlanta, and then you see yourself in your village, and then you wake up, and then you, and then, and then you see somebody chasing you uh, with a knife and a fork, and then you wake up. Thank you, Jesus. At least I escaped. I'm awake now. At least I didn't die in the dream. <laughs> See, you're like, oh, thank God it's a dream. And then you notice that just when they're about to kill you, you wake up. And you're like, thank God I didn't die. <laughs> and you're like, ah, ah. I wonder if Pastor Jesus will pick my phone now. I won't pick your phone. Call your God. See, why did you get that frightening dream? It's a warning. It's a warning to make you stop because there's a certain direction you're going to go that day when you wake up. And he's telling you you're not going to go that way. Stop it. Am I making any sense? So, let me come back to this tape. So you take each picture and each image separately. You see yourself in Chattanooga, Tennessee, take it as a separate picture. A picture is worth a thousand words. You see yourself in Lesotho, South Africa, that's another story. You see yourself in your village, that's another story. You see yourself in your former high school, that's another story. You see yourself at the grocery store, that's another story. So you break it down, scene one, scene two, scene three, by the time you finish processing it, it will take you time, but God has gotten your attention for that long or that length of time. So, now write this down. You can't treat your dreams carelessly. You must develop a dream culture, a dream spirit, a dream respect. A dream interest, a dream care, a dream emphasis, a dream time. The era of jumping out of your bed and rushing is over. And let me say this, write this in capital letters in your notes. This will help you. A dream is designed to evaporate like, fa like vapor under the noonday sun. If you don't handle, dreams are fragile. If you don't handle them gently, they evaporate faster than vapor. You will not remember them again. Except you ask the Holy Spirit to remind you, and he will do it at his own time. You have to wait and pay with time. You just don't say, Holy Spirit, remind me of the dream you gave me. I can't remember. Okay, it didn't matter. No. It may take you three Hours of speaking in tongues to recall one dream. It, may, it takes time because he's like, okay, I work according to my time, not your time. Does that make sense? Huh? So dreams are your right. Understanding them belong to you. Amos chapter 3, verse 7 Dreams are a part of the revelatory gifts of God. It's a gift from God. Amos 3.7. It says that God cannot do anything except to first reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So dreams are secret messages from God. And there are messengers raised up by God gifted in interpreting and interpretation of those dreams. Someone like Joseph and Daniel and a number of them, they are gifted. So one thing is to have the gift of dreams. Another is to have the gift of the interpretation of dreams. I pray that God will give us both abundantly in Jesus' name. Am I making any sense? Huh? Huh? So I, I, I do run dream workshops 
I used to, and I'm not, well, you know, where I go into, and for three days, I'm teaching on these things that you're getting free of charge today, and people pay, register to come for a dream class. Because God, if, if, if you, the more you understand the language of dreams, the more you're empowered in life, the more you're successful. You will get communication and uh, secrets from heaven. You will download so much from heaven that nobody can stop you. Is anybody standing there? Is somebody standing there? You will download so much that you'll be shocked at what God will speak to you. God will do nothing, Amos told us, we just saw that, except he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. So God does not do anything that he does not reveal. God will not do anything except he first reveals it to somebody. Are you still here? Hmm? So lift your right hand and say, Father, Father, reveal yourself to me through dreams and visions. In Jesus' name. Amen. Very important. Now, there are different types of dreams. Just like I said that dreams have different pictures. There are different types of dreams. I'll give you some of them. The first type is a warning dream. A warning dream where God, we just saw that in Job 33, will try to stop you from doing something that may harm you or that is not of him. God can send you a warning dream. In Matthew, twi- Matthew 2 verse 12, God gave them a warning dream. Matthew 12 Matthew chapter 2, verse 12. Every human being, write this down, in the earth dreams, Christians and non-Christians. Every person in this world, in this earth, dreams. Babies dream. The issue is, how many do you remember and how many do you understand? So, you need two things. Number one, and that's your prayer. One, Father, help me to understand my dreams. Number two, second prayer point, Father, help me to remember my dreams. Number three, Father, help me to apply my dreams. Praise the Lord. So in a little while we'll pray, but I wanted to lay that foundation. I hope he's helping someone. Huh? Yes. You don't treat your dreams carelessly. A five-second dream can take you five hours to interpret it. Look at what Pharaoh dreamed. So a cow, seven cows, another seven cows, the seven cow, and then uh, corn. And, hmm. But he saved, when the right man, Joseph, came, he saved the nation of Israel, saved Egypt, saved the whole world, released Joseph from prison, put him in government, gave him a wife, fulfilled his destiny, saved the Jewish people, Saved Joseph himself, removed shame and reproach from him, a dream that Pharaoh had that didn't last up to five minutes. Unlocked everybody's destiny, including his father and all those who are stranded back in their village. One dream. By another person. So, dreams have the power to unlock people's destinies. Daniel, dreams. Joseph, dreams. Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus Christ, dreams. It seems to me that everybody called Joseph is often loaded with the anointing of dreams. 
Joseph and Josephine. So change your name to either of them. Warning dreams. Number two. Another type of dream is revelation dreams. Every dream is not the same. Some, God will reveal, expose something to you. Genesis 30, verse 31 to 39. Genesis 30, verse 31 to 39. Genesis 30, verse 31 to 39. He will reveal something, give you a secret and expect you to understand it. Number three is a rebuking dream where God will rebuke you. God appeared to Laban and told Laban, don't touch and be careful how you speak to Jacob. Don't try it. Pilate's wife, the same thing. She woke up and told her husband, Pilate, and said, be careful of that man, Jesus. I had terrible dreams about him. Be careful how you handle this issue. Because that man is not an ordinary man. And that was why it got to a point, Pilate washed his hands and said, I'm free from this man's blood. Of course, he had the power to set him free, but he wasn't allowed to set him free because he was a part of the fulfillment of destiny. Number four, promotion dreams. Genesis 37 verse 5 to 8. Genesis 37 verse 5 to 8. Promotion dreams. Promotion dreams. Number five, cleansing dreams. Where you see yourself in the shower or you see somebody bathing you like you're a baby. Has anybody had that dream in the shower? That is a periodic effort by God to purge you of all manner of contaminations. Yeah. Purge you, wash you clean. Number six, healing dream. Healing dream. Where you are, it is for those who are sick, where you, you are dreaming and somebody comes and performs surgery or does something, ministers to you, and uh, you wonder, hmm, and you wake up absolutely well. I've had that happen to me. Sick. When I remember one clear incident in 2001. I went to Detroit to minister, came back, and uh, the next morning I couldn't get out of bed. This happened to me twice on two different occasions. Couldn't get out of bed. My left thigh and my left leg couldn't move. We couldn't sit. I couldn't sit, I couldn't walk, I couldn't lay down, couldn't sleep, I couldn't stand. It was as if somebody put a huge knife in my thigh at the hip. My wife did everything, nothing worked. First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. The early hours of the third day, Somebody came and touched it and began to sing. And I began to sing, too, what they were singing. And I woke up singing a song. And I told my wife, I said, I'm free. She said, how do you know? I said, that man that always visits me came to visit me this morning. By the afternoon of that day, I was walking around as if, and there was no pain, nothing. Why? Healing God sent a healing angel, fixed that thing. Another occasion was like that. I woke up singing a song, I'm healed, I am healed, and that was it. Healing dream. God uses that. 
Have you ever had a dream where you were crying so much in the dream and you woke up crying in real life? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a healing dream. That is God healing a deep, deep, deep hurt that occurred years and years and years and years ago. Now, of course, if you go to the wrong person, you say, oh, you woke up crying, ah, somebody's about to die. That's why it's not true. Nobody will die. Nobody will die in Jesus' name. Number seven, instruction dream. I wish they typed it up so that those uh, who just came in can pick up what we're talking about. Different types of dreams. Instruction dreams where God will tell you what to do and you follow it and then the breakthrough comes. I've had so many of those. Instruction. There was one time I had a dream. Instruction dream. I've had that happen to me. There was a man who came to me and said, uh, oh, um, uh, before then I had a dream where God said to me, such a certain, in the dream I was in my office at the church, and this man walked into my office in a suit and tie and shirt, very decently dressed, and made a proposal or brought an idea to me and before I could answer, a voice said to me, say such and such and such to him as your reply. And I did that. And then I woke up. Oh, Lord, what does this mean? The Lord said, just note, take note of what you said in reply because you're going to need it when you get to church. I got to church. The same man I saw in the dream came to my office, wore the same thing I saw in the dream, and said the same thing God showed to me in the dream. And I gave him the same reply that I learned in the dream, and that silenced the devil there. Praise the Lord. Mm. Number eight. Assurance dreams. Assurance dreams. Where God comes to say to you, all hope is not lost. Genesis 28, verse 12 to 16. Genesis 28, verse 12 to 16. Many of you have seen serpents, snakes in the dream. Yeah? <laughs> it's not what you think it is. I bind that snake, I bind it. No. That's not often what it means. <laughs> Should we deal with it now? Yes, sir. A snake means many things. Number one, a snake means sin. S-I-N. S-I-N. Jesus, the Bible says, was like a serpent, treated like a serpent, that he bore the sin of many. When the serpents were biting the children of Israel, God told Moses, make a, use brass and make a snake out of a brass, brass-shaped thing and put it up on a pool so that when they look at it they get healed and that occurred the same way that Jesus full of the sin of man was nailed on the cross who took sin was put on the cross and as many as the psalmist says as many as looked on him their faces were enlightened number two snake means uh, gossip and slander. Evil words spoken against you. A snake means has a long tail. 
is a play on that word tale. There's another tale, T-A-L-E, stories. Somebody's talking. Somebody's telling ugly stories and evil stories and speaking against you or praying against you or doing whatever. And this will shock you. A snake can also mean healing. Because when they looked on that brazen serpent, they received healing. Like when we look on Jesus on the cross, by his stripes were healed. That's why the doctors use the snake as a symbol of medicine. Where is um, it's a sign of healing. Now, some say they see different colors. Now, that is where we go into the fourth, uh, the third dimension or fourth, where he's talking about witchcraft and witches. That is where you now. And then the other dimension, he said, be gentle as doves and as wise as serpents. So in a certain context, a snake can mean wisdom. God is saying to you, be wise now. Be wise, be smart. There is something coming up at the job. There is something coming up today. There is something coming up in the next few days where you need extra wisdom. Am I making any sense? Same thing when you dream of a crocodile or a dragon. Anything with a long tail means T-A-L-E. They're talking. They're speaking. They're praying. They're enchanting. They are releasing evil words against you. They're telling long stories that are not true. Long tales that don't, are not true. Aren't you glad you came tonight? I can go deeper if you want me to, but you're looking like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to see a snake in my dreams. The next type of dream is, number nine, protection dream. Protection dream. In Matthew 2, 13 to 14, protection, God gave the wise men that came to see Jesus a dream and said, don't go there. He gave yourself the same dream. Don't go there. Protect you. Protect you. If you listen, I pray you listen. Amen. Amen. Number 10, deliverance dream. Deliverance dream. And about 19... uh, 91, thereabouts, I had a dream about my boss in those days, my former boss. In the dream, his house got burnt. And I was watching this house get burnt, and I'm walking away from the house, and I see a madman. How did I know? Well, I, I thought he was a madman because he had dreadlocks. Because where I come from, you know, madmen have dreadlocks. And, they, and, and he was not well dressed, so I thought he was a madman. I've, I didn't know that there are people who have dreadlocks. Nazarite, Nazarites have dreadlocks. They have dreadlocks. In fact, Samson had dreadlocks. He had seven He's still having it in heaven. If you see him, you know. David had one. If you see him, you notice. A lot of priests had it. But now they've added occultism to it, so it's now bad. Yeah. David, if you see him, had red dogs. Still hasn't it. Have it in heaven. Jesus was a Nazarite. David was. Samson was. He's only had seven locks. Remember, they cut it off. And he grew back. Praise God. There are babies born like that. Now they add occultic things and say, well, the baby, has, you have to get permission before you cut his head and kill and perform sacrifice and kill a, a chicken or something. That's, 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 that's what they understand it to be. Amen. Praise God. Huh? Huh? 
And in this dream, I saw this. <laughs> so I called him a madman. I wrote it down. And I was, but the madman was singing beautifully. And, the, and I said, oh, oh I, you know, I'm not going to let this man attack me. The more I tried to get away from him, the more I was drawn, it was like something was pulling me toward him. And I woke up and I said, what on earth does this mean? Does it mean that somebody's going to attack me or what? And I went to, uh, you know, a lady uh, pastor then who, you know, she liked me so when I went. She laughed and laughed and laughed. See, folks, we Christians miss a lot because we're not trained in these things. There are people who spend their whole life in the school of dreams and learning the language of the spirit. So I went to the woman, I told her, she laughed and laughed and laughed. I said, why are you laughing? She said, it's a good dream. I said, it's a good dream? Seeing a madman is a good dream? Because before then, I had seen madmen pursuing me in the dream. And if you dream of any madman pursuing the dream, it means that there is a devil, a devil who got mad, usually a family spirit, or a strong man who got mad, who is angry, and is pursuing you because you refuse to pay your side of the covenant. But that's a part. So a madman in the dream means rage or anger. Somebody may, oh, I was so mad with her. The same thing. Doesn't mean they're going to, you know. But in this dream, this man was singing. So I asked this lady pastor, I said, what does that mean? She laughed and said to me, and she said, did you see the house that got burned? I said, yes. Now listen to this, to show you this is a deep thing now. She said, every person has three houses. Every human being has three houses. One house in heaven that Jesus is building for us, Christians. Another is the house you live in. The third is that your body is a house. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Remember that? Hmm? So I said, but what does that mean that that house got burnt? Look at what she said to me. She said to me, I don't know who this man is, but if he doesn't do something, he will not enter heaven. There will not be any house for him to inherit in heaven. Because others are building their houses in heaven, but his house, he is burning it down. What? So I went to tell the man. The dream shook this man so much that, you know, I could do what I could do. Took him to those I knew and they prayed. But they told him, you have a call of God in your life. And this man has a PhD, uh, you know, had a PhD. You have a call of God in your life. And this, when you were born, you were covenanted and promised to God by your mother. He said, true, true. He said, God is not happy with you. And you must fulfill the covenant that your mother made over your life. He was shaking up. They gave him a fast. He did that and walked away. And then went back to doing his thing. He was so bad that he was, he had to sleep with two, three women per night before he could go to sleep. Smoking and drinking brandy like water nightly. But that wasn't what happened. A few weeks later, he was going about in the night, going to some place to go meet some. It was actually his guest house. And armed robbers broke into that house and used a machete on him, trying to cut off his neck. And he put up his hand, and they, it hit the hand, but still came to his neck. And he fell on the floor, and they left him. They thought he was dead. And he bled and bled and bled. His blood went through under the door and went across the hallway to the door of the neighbor, the next apartment, next across from his door. And this man, they used to run around together with him, but he got saved and cleaned up. And that morning, see how God works. He was getting out to go to church and he saw blood. And he thought, what? And then he picked him up. 
and rushed to the hospital. They saved the man's life. And the man called me to tell me what I just told you. He said, Pastor Chusey, well then, Brother Chusey, he said, what do I need to do? I said, you need to clean up. He said, but I can. I said, start somewhere. Long story short, I think in 2010, that man died at 67. People had to contribute money for his burial. American PhD. Wasted, wasted opportunities. So, I'm talking about what? Deliverance dreams. Where God is trying to deliver you. I've had deliverance dreams occur where I'm conducting. Come out in Jesus' name. In the dream. Hmm. Deliverance dreams. Number 11. Prosperity dreams. Please, whenever you see anybody giving you money in the dream, you are actually going to lose money in real life. They are taking your money. It's demonic money they are giving you. You need to do something about it quickly. Number 12, sexual dreams. Sexual dreams. That's a whole huge arena by itself. Not just the sexual act, but all of that, being touched on this and somebody this and somebody touching you and you're trying to beat them off, somebody pursuing you or not. All of that is a huge world out there. It's not, so write this down. Dreams are not often what you think. Dreams are highly symbolic. Dreams are highly symbolic. And so... You have to deal with dreams based on, there are things you have to use. Let me give you some of them. Before you can understand a dream, you have to look at, I'm fine, thanks, I'm fine. You have to look at the words, like I was telling you about a long tale. You have to look at the word play. Word play. You see someone called uh, um, like I told you to somebody who is a mad man or mad woman. It doesn't mean that they are insane. It means it could mean they are angry or they are upset. It's a spirit that is upset. Because you're refusing to obey and do what they want you to do. So it's an attack. I didn't talk about those because we've been talking about. So the, the, the word play too, you look at the context. Am I being attacked? Am I at being attacking? Am I going? Am I coming? Am I sitting? Am I standing? What is the general overall feeling? If you have peace on the overall, then there's nobody. If you're not comfortable, then you need to do, some, do something about it. Number three, ask yourself, does he have any biblical example or meaning? That's why it's important, and I'll give somebody this assignment. I believe that God will raise somebody to be an interpreter of dreams here. And your assignment is to start from Genesis, study all the dreams and parables in the Bible. It will help you. Instead of watching CNN and watching what's going on in the Middle East and all this, take time (laughs) and look at it. It may just be what you need. Mm. Number four. What is the purpose of that dream? In that dream, were you being instructed? Were you being healed? Were you being delivered? 
Were you being rebuked? Were you being attacked? Were you being given money? Were you being given a bath? Were you driving a car? And that's hopefully someday we look at the symbols of dreams. There are so many of them. But anything, anything um, automobile, anything that, ha- anything that is mechanical, a bicycle, a motorbike, a car, a van, a bus, a boat, a ship, a, a yacht, an airplane, a helicopter, um, those kind of things used for transportation, they are different levels of ministry. There are different levels of ministry. When I started, honestly, I started riding a bicycle, riding a motorbike, driving small cars, driving small vans, driving big buses, started flying airplanes. And I went to my, in those days, I, I used to go to Pastor Adeboe, and I would sit with him every Sunday with this big book. All, I mean, I would dream like 20, 30 dreams a night. And he would sit with me and explain it. And he would laugh. I said, Daddy, now I'm flying an airplane and the thing nearly crashed. He would laugh his head off. You're talking 20, 21 years ago. He said, no, it means you're going to go into ministry. I said, me? God forbid. <laughs> he said, that's a sign. I said, you're go-. then I used to see myself in different armed military uh, camouflages and different uniforms in the bush. And I say, what is this? And I go to him. I say, maybe the people from Biafra want to come get me. (laughs) And he said, no, you're just not going to be a preacher. You're going to be a soldier for the Lord. God is showing you. uh, He's calling you. I said, I bind that in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. So what is the purpose of it? And then number five. How many people are involved, you must count, how many people and what type of people, type of persons? Are they women? Are they children? Are they those you know? Are they strangers? Are they uh, people you don't know? Are they friends? Are they people you don't like? Who are these people? You need to also, apart, these are the things you ask yourself as you're breaking those dreams now. Okay, let me close so we can pray briefly and go. Because God is going to write this down. Another prayer point. I gave you two already or three. We're going to ask God to clean up our dream channel. Clean up our dream channel so that we can hear clearly. Let me say this. It's possible to have your dreams polluted by the devil. Because he doesn't want that channel that God speaks to you by or through to be pure, he can pollute it and manipulate it. And I have a book called Dream Manipulations. You can get that. Okay, let's close by looking at seven qualities of godly dreams. A dream from heaven, dream from God, must have at least seven qualities. Number one, they must have colors. Vivid colors, they must have colors. If you wake up and they are gray or black and white, just don't pay no mind to that. Or you just pray against it. The more colors, the more, excuse me, the more powerful they are. Must have colors. Number two, they must be memorable. If you wake up and you pray and you pray and you pray and you see God, you stay quiet and you can't remember them, Forget about it. All that God wants to say to you is that part you can remember. Number four, number three, peace. Colorful, number one. Memorable, number two. Number three, peaceful. Do you wake up and you have peace in your heart about them, even if you don't understand them? Just thank God and commit it into his hands. Number four, they must, they must be word-connected or Bible-connected. Does it go against the word of God 
or does it confirm the word of God? Number five, they must be repeated. Some 16, once have I heard it. Once has God spoken, twice have I heard it. That power belongs to God. In the dream of Pharaoh, he dreamt two dreams in one night. Now look at me, let me say this, this will help you. If you dream, if a dream is repeated to you, same night or same day or same week or same month, you know that it's about to happen and you can't stop it. Hmm? It means that it's emphasized and it's about to happen. So you have to double your efforts in praying. I mean, you're, I, I mean, you're talking of taking time from off work, no work, no seeing nobody to pray. And how many people can afford to do that in today's world? If a dream is repeated, look at what Joseph told the dream. He said, well, go there. Joseph said to, the, to Pharaoh, said, Pharaoh, long live, O king. The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. And God is about to do it. God is about to do it. In Genesis 41, he told him the dream, and uh, when he finished, verse 25, and Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he's about to do. Say about to do. Say it again. Say it again. Now say it like you mean it. That is the secret. Once it's repeated, you, really, you have to be a Joseph to change it. Even Pharaoh, even Joseph couldn't change it. He said God is about to do it. There will be seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. There's nothing you can do to stop it. But you can prepare for it. So that the landing will be less harmful and less disastrous. But you can't escape it. A repeated dream, you can't escape it. I mean, not a dreamy today and then next year you dream it. You say, Pastor, hey, I saw my auntie. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Number what now? Number six, number seven, number six now. If it comes to pass, if it comes, of course, if it comes to pass, we know it's from God. Genesis 41, 32. Genesis 41, 32. And this is the best part of it, if you can remember anything on how to know if a dream is from God. This is how you know. Ask yourself, will this dream bring God the glory? Will this dream bring God any glory? If you don't see God glorified in it, then throw it away. It's not from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did you learn anything? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Clap for Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Did you learn anything?